You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Exclusive audio only version of PHNX Cardinals. I'm Bo Brock running solo today, but we've got exclusive content just for your ears only. We always appreciate that you're subscribed to PHNX Cardinals. Wherever you find your podcasts, please leave a five star rating, a review. It always goes a long way. We had an unbelievable time out there on Super Bowl Radio Row right before the 49ers collapsed. And the ice beneath their feet started to melt day by day after their loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. But before that happened, we had some really great interviews out there. Myself, the GM Saul Bookman, Johnny Venerable joined us later in the week. We talked to James Conner, we talked to Michael Wilson, Trey McBride. We're all McBride's maids now. If you weren't before, you are now. But we had some great interviews, so many such that... We couldn't play all of them, and I wanted to create this audio-only version to play a pair of interviews that I thought were fantastic that didn't see the light of day during Super Bowl week. But it's from Connor Rogers, who was part of the NFL Stock Exchange episode with Trevor Sikma, where they fixed the Arizona Cardinals. And Rogers is a wealth of knowledge. He does work for PFF. He does work for NBC Sports, covers the New York Jets, Throughout the season, the guy wears a ton of hats. He's dialed in as far as the NFL landscape goes. So Connor provides his incredible insight. And then we talk to an old friend of Monty Austinfort, a guy that Monty came up with in the New England Patriots organization way back in the early 2000s. Former Atlanta Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. And Dimitrov gives us some insight onto who Monty is and why Cardinals fans should feel real comfortable with their GM entering his second offseason in the direction that he's got the cards going. So without further ado, let's get to those interviews. Let's talk to Connor Rogers, talk about the Cardinals' upcoming offseason, some free agents they could target, obviously looking from top to bottom to this draft class because Rogers was out there in Mobile with me at the Senior Bowl. He was on the field. He was watching these prospects work out and he's got his opinions on who could be some good fits for the Arizona Cardinals. So here's our interview with Connor Rogers on Super Bowl Radio Row. 
One of the busiest guys out here on NFL Super Bowl Radio Row, Connor Rogers, over at uh, NBC Sports, Pro Football Focus, the NFL Stock Exchange with Trevor Sikama, who our fan base is in love with right now. And I'd love to hear understandable, it. Understandable, yes. right? I mean, the guy knows everything backwards and forwards. Dialed in the draft. So are you, Connor. You did your NFL Stock Exchange Cardinals series, and uh, I thought it was unbelievable. Thanks, man. I mean, they're a fun team because of the blueprint, right? right. You know what you have in place with the coaching staff, with the GM. Uh, there's obviously a good case of work from the draft last year mm-hmm. with them able to maneuver the board, and they have a lot of picks. That's yeah. it. When you're in the business of the draft, you like talking about the teams that have a lot of picks, might have a lot of needs, yep. but that gives you a little bit more of an open format to solve those. So we've had a lot of fun talking Cardinals this year. There aren't a lot of teams that can follow usually like the Madden franchise mode right. where you just sell off all your players for future draft capital and free up as much space, but that's exactly what Monty Austin Ford has right. done. But as you mentioned, along the way he had a strong 2023 draft class who did you see as some of the building blocks from that class well I think obviously when you start with the the very notable top in Paris somebody Mm -hmm. that I'm fascinated by his future because he plays right tackle and then is he going to be able to flip over to the left side with the kind of athlete he is that's somebody that you have expectations for him to be able to do that if you need and that allows the draft board to fall to you this year there's a lot of guys in the first round of this draft that only played right tackle in college so Mm -hmm. if you're comfortable with Paris playing on the left you're in a position where you could take the right tackle. So yeah. that's a good place to be. Also, Michael Wilson is somebody I have my eye on because it was a little bit of a roller coaster. It's not like he was a top two round pick right. anyway. He had the injuries in college, but he really had the talent of a top 50 prospect without mm-hmm. those injuries. And then you look at this offense and what it looks like when Kyler Murray returns. Mm-hmm. This is an offense that could throw down the field, that could be more explosive. How does Wilson figure into their long-term plans? Because they have a lot of draft capital for a great wide receiver class. Maybe you lose Hollywood Brown in free agency. Probably. Does that elevate yeah. his role? I think he's somebody that's ready for a number two or at minimum a number three role. So those are the very obvious guys, but it's easy to have your eyes on them. My favorite player that they drafted, just based on where they got him, is Ojolari, P.J. Ojolari. And he's a small sample size guy, but when you go in and watch the pass rush snaps that he got, that he was allowed to rush on an island with speed, I saw a lot of promise that I saw at LSU. And I want to see him more comfortable in year two where he can handle a larger workload to capitalize on a bigger snap count. Now, and we talked to Trev about this as far as, you know, before you get to the draft, you have to start to kind of put some pieces in place as far as free agency. Like, I know you, you guys are so geared up towards the draft, but do you see anybody out there that, that could kind of start to kind of get this team going the right direction, continue off a strong four-win season, which is a weird thing to say, but the momentum that they had with Kyler and JG, who, who would be a good addition to maybe supplement a really strong draft class? How about look at the pass rushers, right? Mm-hmm. That's where this free agency class yeah. is really, really strong. And I think that this draft class is good, but if I'm Arizona, I'm not looking to use that top five pick on a pass rusher. I don't know if I want to do that with the other first-round pick, so why not go buy that? You yeah. always want to buy away your needs, so you go into the draft and get the talent. Mm-hmm. This free agency class is really good. Now, we'll see who gets there, yeah. but you have a lot of different names, whether it's Jonathan Grenard from the Texans. I think he makes it a free agency. Mm-hmm. Bryce Huff from the Jets, he's going to make it a free agency. Brian Burns, that's a big one up in the air. He's a great player for the Panthers. Those are high-profile yeah. names of pass rusher that will probably go to new teams or could go to new teams if you roll out the paycheck. So if you're Arizona, 
you want your defense to get a lot better. You sign a big-name pass rusher. Ojolari is maybe your number two. Yeah. And now you can look at the draft and go, we're going to get a corner. We're going to get some skill talent. We're going to yeah. continue to build this offensive line. Now you're starting to compete in that division. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the defensive line from last year, it was a team that, you know, competed despite, you know, the, the, the lack of talent. I think the front seven, we have a source. You know, that's where they're going to look to spend some of that free yep. agent dollars. The interior, the defensive line, which have some intriguing players there. Yeah. Throw some dollars there, maybe get a veteran corner, but then we get to this draft. I, we'll start with Forbes, and I don't think, you know, as you said, it's, it's offensive heavy, probably wide receiver, right? Do you see it is, is a lot of people do one, two, three quarterback, and then the I Cardinals do. the same come to Papa Mar Marvin? What a place to be. <laughs> yeah. He's the best player in the draft. It's the easiest pick to make, right? right? And because he's the best player in the draft, it's a need. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a need, you still take him because he's right. better than almost anyone else. And if you're really sticking by Kyler Murray, which you should, I think he's almost become underrated in this weird NFL world of quarterbacks. Yeah. That's a connection that really excites you. And then it allows your other pick to maybe you focus a little bit more on need, but the board will fall to you the right way. And yeah. I think it's going to be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Maybe one of those teams in the top three gets really cute and takes calls, but a team's coming up for a quarterback. So right. it doesn't matter. Right. So Arizona is in a great spot despite some surprising wins yeah. down the street to push them out of that top three. What would be your philosophy at 27 then? Because, uh, you know, some of the fan base, some of the people in my replies are like, oh, trade out. It seems like a good place to trade out. But I look at a rebuilding team, not a whole lot of big contracts down the road. Why not take advantage of that fifth-year option? Continue right. to do what you did last year. Lean on premium positions early. They went tackle. They went pass rusher with Ojolari. They go corner and Garrett Williams. And then, you know, Michael Wilson is one of their top wide receivers. Do you go at the premium position at 27? And is it on the offensive or defensive side of the football? It'll depend on the board falls. If a guy like Johnny Newton, the defensive tackle from Illinois, falls yeah. into your lap because he didn't get to go to the Senior Bowl, mm -hmm. but the tape is top 20 tape, yeah. I mean, you run the card in. He's a difference maker <laughs> on the interior. He's a guy that could play 80% of the snaps. Great against the run. I thought the scheme held back his pass rushing. He played okay. running back in high school. That's the kind of athlete we're talking about Man. at 300 pounds. But then it's not always going to go the way you want. Could you look at tackle again and kind of yeah. bookend him, him and whoever you take in Paris? Tyler Guyton yeah. was down there at Oklahoma. He's a guy that played could on the right side. It feels like it's gone like a yeah. meteor, right? Just shooting up like that. So that's where it gets interesting. Could Troy Fountain out from Washington, who's that flex tackle guard, yeah. fall down the board because he had to pull out of the senior bowl. Mm -hmm. And then I, I like the depth of this corner class. We were talking mm -hmm. about Quinion Mitchell before yes. we did this uh, stand-up. And, I mean, he went down to Mobile and dominated. And everybody's like, oh, a corner from Toledo. Yeah. Didn't play any press in college. He goes down to Mobile and he dominates with his hands and physicality. He's a great athlete. So if the board falls your way where one of the top players is a corner, yeah. I, I, Garrett Williams is a great story. And I think he's going to be okay at the next level. Yeah. But go get your future number one. Not a bad, not a bad philosophy. So 27, 35. Then you can start getting into maybe the defensive line crew, like Byron Murphy. How do, like, but I want to ask you actually real quick with Guyton just rocketing up. Like, how do you have your tackles kind of ranked? And are you going to do a full 300 again this year? Oh yeah, got to make it happen. This guy's an animal. You never want to go downward, right? <laughs> right. When you give the people 300, it's like, well, now I can only go deeper than that. That's the problem. Right. Don't ever do it. So how do you have like the top guys, Fashionu, all however you have them scouted, and then you start to look at uh, you know who's the next tier, and how do you have those guys ranked? Let's maybe get his maybe five deep. Right. So I mean, all is the number one. Yeah. All's a guy that you could. He's so good. If he went fourth overall, like he's just so good. Yeah. I get it. Fashanu is my next guy up from Penn State, and then I like Talisa Fuaga, who we got to yeah. see in Mobile. Massive I mean, he's kid. a massive hulking right tackle that could just maul in the run game. Then Amarius Mims for me from Georgia, another kid. Is Six foot seven, didn't play a lot in college, was super talented. Another right tackle. And then I like Guyton at five. And JC Latham's my sixth guy. Some people yeah. think he's going to go in the top ten. Mm -hmm. So that's
that shows you where the tackle class is right now. And you have a million guys that are this in-between tackle guard. We talked about Fat now, Graham Barton from Duke. Uh, there's so many different players like that. So yeah. if you're Arizona, you can kind of play the board and go, if there's one we like at 27, we'll take them. But if we're not too hot on them, we could wait a little bit longer yeah. as well. I would hesitate with other guests, but with the three third-round picks that they have here, and we'll finish up here quickly, like the three third-round picks, you know, the Arizona Cardinals can find starters there. Monty's oh, yeah. already proven that with two starters in, in the third round. The defensive line, the offensive line, I even think you you could go wide receiver if you wanted to. Yeah. Looking at it, Mobile, we saw some really stellar performances. Who are some names that the Cardinals fans should know about? I think Jamari Thrash from Louisville mm-hmm. is a guy that can win down the field. And if you're letting a guy like Hollywood Brown, it's in that mold, walk in free agency, but you can replace him in the third round. Yeah. That's really good value. Thrash is someone for Louisville. He was a transfer. He came in. He dominated in the short area. dominated over the top. He goes to Mobile, and not a lot of guys were catching the ball out there. Right. He was catching the ball. So <laughs> that's a good name to keep an eye on. If another one is Roman Wilson from Michigan. Yep. That's, that's kind of his range as well. When you look at the D-line, Devondre Sweat might be one of the most interesting players in this yep. draft. I have been going to the Senior Bowl for eight of the last nine years. I can't remember a player choosing to not weigh in. He did not weigh in, and it's not because he was light. So Sweat. Four bills? What he, do we I, know I, about I, him? I, you know what? I would set the over-under at 398.5 <laughs> while we're here in Vegas. But man, Sweat, he is so good on tape. He takes up so much space yeah. so he can push the pocket. He's going to play about 30% of the snaps. Yeah. Jordan Davis did that, and he went in the first round. Right. So, Sweat, if you can get him to the combine anyways, 375, and you can get him in the third round, it completely changes what teams can or can't do against your defense. That's beef, man. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis, they like to run a five-man rotation in the interior defensive line. That's perfect. I mean, Jordan Davis kind of fallen back a little bit since JG left, but, you know, Sweat, Murphy, you know, Darius Robinson was a huge guy. Massive riser. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at top 40 now for Darius Robinson from Missouri, who it's nice he could play up and down the line of scrimmage on the defensive line because then you're getting a two for one. Yeah. Any any hidden gem that uh, we're leaving out here? Oh man, when you go down this list, how about Christian Haynes from UConn? Yeah. I mean, he comes into Mobile. This is a dude that's been playing on UConn's offensive line since like pre-pandemic, yeah. 2019. I mean, he was a projected fifth or sixth round pick. He was so good in Mobile. He's looking at the third or fourth round. He's a right guard that I think has center flexibility, so he fits that mold as yeah. well. Unbelievable insight from our guy Connor Rogers, the NFL Stock Exchange, PFF, NBC Sports. Working out there with Matthew Barry and crew. Uh, you got to follow him on Twitter as well. Thank you so much for your insight, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Connor really echoes what Johnny and I have been saying on the Daily Show here on PHNX Cardinals, that it really looks like the Arizona Cardinals are going to take advantage of a pretty strong free agent pass rush class. And, you know, he mentioned one, Jonathan um, Grenard from the Houston Texans, and it looks like he'll have the ability potentially to test free agent waters and I think that Monty Austin Ford, if he's going to open up the salary uh, cap checkbook, it's going to be for an edge. It's going to be for an interior defensive lineman. Probably not break the bank with a guy like Chris Jones, but you know, go after guys that are maybe a little bit younger um, and maybe even under the radar. But I, I don't think that guys like Grenard or Justin Metabuke, who plays more inside, are going to be as under the radar. And there's going to be, you know, bidding wards plenty for those guys and it's unfortunate but I think the Arizona Cardinals without really having anybody that they're going to have to pay big money and extensions to very soon that they have the luxury of, of signing a guy to some guaranteed dollars some high guaranteed dollars in the next year or two before it's time to play Trey McBride before it's time to start to look Paris Johnson Jr. BJ Ojolari hopefully who emerges for big money extensions. But 
you know, really feels like Connor Rogers is speaking our same language. And then, then look, then he's given us insight that we're not even giving you as far as some later round prospects, you know, thrash out of Louisville. Look, bring the guy, uh, connect him with a, a fellow Louisville Cardinal and Jonathan Gannon in the desert. Like, I think that would be a great depth piece. And what thrash could potentially do as a future starting slot receiver, I mean, think about that wide receiver core. Marvin Harrison Jr. is primary X. You got... On the outside as well, Michael Wilson. And then inside, you got Thrash, who's just a big-time playmaker. Then, And, of course, Trey McBride. I mean, you really got something there for Kyler Murray. Connor was the only person we caught up with that we weren't able to air from Radio Row. Somebody with tremendous insight as far as current Arizona Cardinals general manager, Monty Awesomefort, and where he could take this organization in year two under his, uh, his regime. And it's Thomas Dimitrov. And Dimitrov breaks down how he knows Austin Fort and the stark difference between Austin Fort and his predecessor with the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Kime. So here's our interview with former Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov. We're pleased to be joined out here on NFL Radio Row for Super Bowl 58 from Thomas Dimitrov, former NFL GM, Sumer Sports, great analytics, uh, what you guys got going on. You and Eric tuning in on a daily basis, fantastic stuff. How are you enjoying your time out here? It's good. I mean, I, I sometimes can't believe we're in Vegas, right? I'm like, is this really happening? <laughs> but, you know, you go by a beautiful stadium and you see the energy, and I'm thinking as long as the general managers and head coaches take care yeah. of their guys and keep them in line and there's no mishaps, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing for the league. You know, Thomas, the team I cover in the Arizona Cardinals, at least at this point last year, seemed lightweight, light years away from this. These two teams out here in San Francisco and Kansas City, they're light. They're they're just well oiled. But then when you look at what Monty Austinfort, who you're very familiar with, your New England days together, uh, he did a lot of the dirty work last off season, and now is poised for a big off season. Well, look, I I want to comment on Monty because I know him well again. You guys are really fortunate to have a guy like that that's come in, um, coming after Steve Kime, who was a very talented GM. And, of course, things, you know, Rich McKay, who, who you probably know, Rich is the head of the ch- uh, chair of the competition committee. There's been a lot talked about him recently. He used to say to me in Atlanta, it never ends well. You don't think it never ends well until it doesn't end well, right? And then it doesn't end right. well. And so, the, you know, Steve, Steve had his run there, right, really good run. But mm. now you have a guy in there who's, you know, a fresh start for, for the organization. He's really dialed in on, on evaluating so you know that he's going to do his work on it and the staff that was a new staff he put together right? yes. I want to make sure okay and and so I'm excited for what he can do for you guys how, how challenging is it to, as a GM to go is it, it I mean I think that this year probably could be more challenging for Monty because he comes in and he kind of dismantles everything and takes it down to the studs as far as the organization clears you know any of the guaranteed money down the road outside of Kyler Murray and it feels like you know that's their quarterback going forward but you know Ample cap space, ton of draft capital. Yeah. But last year, I mean, is it is it harder? Is it easier said than done? I guess to knock an organization down and then kind of prime it for a good big offseason. No, I don't. I think I think it's the right way to do it. I mean, I feel like I could bond with that when we got into Atlanta back in 08, Not to do a whole bunch for of the sure. history no, stuff, but sure. my experience with it is you have, in my mind, you have to go in there. Besides a quarterback, that I mean, that kid is really talented. We know that, mm-hmm. and it's good that it kind of kicked off the way that. It it did it seems so important building around that but I think no you 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 take it down to the studs because you have to have it right for you know 
I mean, where we are with Gannon as well, like, that's a good, I like yeah. that those two guys know what they want. They're both, they're, again, they're both smart guys and thought out guys. Yeah. And so I think it needed to happen. Now, how you build back up, it's not that complicated. What What is their cap space right it's, now? Like? Right now, it's around 40. They could get some okay. rollover, and then there's some, you know, roster maneuvering that they could get, you know, close to 60 plus, okay. you know, 12 to, you know, 11 to 12 yeah. picks, including two first-rounders. I mean, yeah. he's, Monty's armed for this offseason. He is armed. And I, you know, we say all the time, like, even in the business I'm in right now, you know, the opportunity to look at the draft and look at the free agency and figure out where the good, the values are. And again, I think that's, that's that's a really important part of being a team builder now. You're not just saying I'm a, I'm a draft guy or I'm a free agent guy. Most of these general managers that are my contemporaries will say to me, like Thomas, you can help us in, in the data side and sumer sports with, with the draft. Yeah. And we kind of have that figured out. They think they do. They really <laughs> want to help in free agency. There's There are so many misses in free agency. And so the more data that's out there, the more educated guesses, not guesses, but the more yeah. educated moves you can make, the better, right? It's, it's a better approach to it. You know, as much as there's excitement is for this, as far as this offseason goes, I, I do want to pick your brain about Monty. Any great stories from your Foxborough days that you could share with our audience? Look, w- one thing about Monty was, again, he was a tireless worker, and he, you know, all, all of that hair that he doesn't have right now, he, <laughs> yeah. he probably lost because he was such a, a hyper uh, like uber con, uh, conscientious yeah. person which I loved about him and it was one of those things we always got along really well because when I was a college director there Scott Pioli was our, our head but we were really dialed in on our, on our college department and he was just one of those guys that was again tireless we had to pull him back as yeah. we had to because he was such a tireless worker so there are stories I won't I won't you know, speak out of turn but the reality is very good man really dedicated there were no bad stories out there where he was a party monitor yeah. to be able to say, no, this guy was off the chains. He wasn't that at all. He was 100% focused on One ball. of the first things you read about Austin Ford is if he wasn't in football, he would be in the FBI. So yeah, I, I don't <laughs> yes. think there's uh, anybody with that type of uh, you know direction, probably not a big partier. No, but it's funny because you say that. That's a great lead in. He was also, when you have a full scout, you get a guy who's a researcher. Back in the day, we used to call them information gatherers. I always said, no, it's the research side because these guys who have a really good eye and they can also research properly. Yeah. And he was that guy, right? He was across the T's, dot the I guy. And you can tell that when you talk talk to yeah. him, right? I love that he's interacting with the media well. Though. Yeah, yeah, he stops by, says hi. I mean, I think he's got a background in even college sports radio, so maybe he's maybe he's kind of trying to scratch an itch of some sort. He just wants us to yeah. invite him on. Maybe well, it's on, on, on us. It, well, I, you know, look, I think about it. Most of us who are with Bill and were around the Patriot yeah. paradigm, you realize when you leave and you go to your, your place, you bring all of those really amazing things that you, we learned that we could learn nowhere else. This is it the Patriot way? Yeah. 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 And then you bring what you are, your personality, right? Mm-hmm. I went to Atlanta and people were worried when I first got there, oh my God, this is going to be Patriot South and Thomas isn't going to talk to you. I was very much like Monty in that approach. Yeah. I was very good. Like, look, my personality is being communicative. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important that someone acts the way they are. Some of those guys yeah. that didn't work out well from the Patriot way, either coaches or former personnel people, they tried to be like Bill. No yeah. one can be Bill. Yeah. Bill is Bill is Bill. It's one of one. And, and by the way, I'm. It's unfathomable to me that Bill is not a head coaching position this year. It's wild. It's wild that we could go at least one season without Bill Belichick, who's available, uh, coaching in the NFL. 
Thomas Dimitrov, Sumer Sports, fantastic insight. Any more info on what people can find at Sumer? So look, Sumer right now, Sumer, SumerSports.com, we have an amazing, and I'm really proud of our guys, Eric Giger, and what they put together. He probably talked about that, that, that game uh, outlook, right? It's a 40-pager, mm-hmm. great graphics, really visual, easy ex- you know, explaining, consumable for those who are just midline analytic people. We're excited about it. We think next stages of this, this business can be really special. We're hoping to knock on the door for Monty when, when the time is right. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. You got it. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Appreciate man. you. Likewise. So Thomas is basically saying Monty Ossenford is the polar opposite of Steve Kime. Seems like a good thing to me. I, I love how Dimitrov gracefully tap danced around kind of describing the stark differences between Monty and Kime. But really, it does reinforce what we've been seeing with our own eyes here in the desert is Monty Ossenfort is rolling through tape anytime he possibly can. Like, this is a guy that is absolutely just a tape jockey. He's just a guy that's watching, scouting players every waking moment, it feels like, as Arizona Cardinals GM. Like, there's not going to be a stone unturned. And him, you couple him with Dave Sears, your assistant GM, who's Tyler's worker, well-respected around the league, played a huge role as far as the Detroit Lions rebuild goes. And then, you know, the scouts that they were able to bring in and kind of incorporate them with the people that they decided to retain from the previous regime. And I think it's going to be a good mix. I mean, if you liked Monty Ossonfort's first draft, I think you're really going to enjoy his... uh, his sequel to that. Obviously, sequels sometimes fall short, but I think that this one is actually, it's uh, it's Empire Strikes Back for the Arizona Cardinals and, and can be better than the original. But it was a great time out there. Connor Rogers, I highly recommend you follow him on Twitter. And of course, uh, check out the work of Thomas Dimitrov, uh, Sumer Sports, sumersports.com. We got a brand new, fresh-baked episode of PHNX Cardinals, another exclusive audio only. It's going to drop wherever you find podcasts Monday morning. I'll be back coupled with my uh, my co-star, my co-host, Johnny Venerable, and we'll be breaking down things that will obviously include topics, Marvin Harrison Jr., the Arizona Cardinals offseason, as we're now under a month away from free agency opening. Lots of moves to happen before then, and of course the moves that are going to happen then, we're going to kind of try to forecast them all because we own the offseason here on PHNX Cardinals and PHNX Sports. Do not... Forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, and thank you so much for making us a part of your daily routine, waking up, listening to PHNX Cardinals, whenever you may uh, consume our content. We appreciate each and every one of you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. 